some very smart people have figured out that our brains release certain chemicals when something positive happens and it creates a feel-good emotion. I don't know how they figured this out. I don't know who came, I don't know, just one day, you know, someone thought of this and then they figured it out. I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that our brains create and release chemicals when something positive and it creates this feel-good emotion. They have names too. I wrote them down because they're the big names. Like uh, They're called endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. Throw those words around and you sound really smart, right? Especially if you're not you know, in the medical community. That's some fancy stuff. And here's what you may not know. Very smart people have figured out that even when we get an email or a text... When an email comes through or a text comes through, just immediately, and it happens without you realizing it, just immediately you get a shot of those kinds of chemicals, and you're like, oh, an email. I mean, unless you get a lot of them, then you're like, oh, an email. Uh, you know, like a text, you know, ding, or or whatever annoying sound your phone makes when you get a text. You're like, oh, a text. And that feel-good emotion that your brain is being bathed in those chemicals, you know, can turn, and you know what I'm talking about, it can turn to horror and dread when you realize that you've just received a group email. <laughs> or worse yet, a group text. Yeah, yeah. And then you find yourself sucked into the black hole, the vortex of the reply all. Oh, man. And listen, I know they probably have a good place, and from time to time, it's okay. But stop it. Just please. They're way overused, and it's annoying. And thank God, there's this little feature on at least the phone I have that says, do not disturb. And man, I hit that sucker fast. When I realize I've been pulled into a group email or a group, a group text, rather, I'm just you hit that thing and just let them do whatever. Because don't you know that there's just people out there that's like, let me just tell the, the whole family, them and them and them and them, and you got nothing else to do. You don't have a life, so you just sit there, you know, them and them, or then the whole office, right? I mean, the whole company. Let's just tell them, you know, let me show them. here's the picture of the burger I ate today. Like, I don't care. You don't just stop bothering me. Bing, bing, bing. I'll reply all. And then, you know, I get pulled into those things too because I'm a pastor. You know, anything with Jesus in it. Oh, the pastor wants to know this too. And then, you know, oh. Yes, I'm an ogre. I'm sorry. But I know some of you, some of you feel the same way. You say, well, why are you, why are you doing this? Why are you talking about this? Well, because we're in the series called One Another. And we've been answering the question. This whole series, what does love require of me? Do you know what love requires of you? To stop sending group emails and group texts, right? And by all means, don't reply all. Take the initiative and reply to the person that needs the reply, right? No, seriously, yeah. Seriously, what we're talking about today is love requires that we honor one another. And group emails and group texts are dishonoring. You see, I can just keep going with this thing. I just really needed a way to address that and publicly shame the group email and group text. And this worked. This worked. Honor one another is what love requires of me 
and you. And we all know what it's like, seriously, all joking aside, we all know what it's like to feel dishonored. We all know what it's like to feel disregarded, disrespected, insulted, overlooked, devalued. We all know what it's like to feel like we've been taken for granted. But what you may not know and what you may not realize is just how often other people get that same feeling from you. So that's why we're talking about this. In this one another series, in the family of Jesus, in the community that God wants us to create together, honoring one another is key to create that kind of environment. I want to take you right to the first century where Paul the Apostle is writing to a group of Christians in the city of Rome. And as you've probably figured out by now, we're talking about Paul and his writings a lot in this series because just about all the one another's come from the writings of Paul. Because God used him to help create a picture of the kind of community God wants us to create amongst ourselves. So Again, we go to the writings of Paul, this time in Romans, where he's talking to a group of Christians and helping them understand what this kind of community looks like. Telling them things in this section we're going to look at, building up to it, he says, you've all been gifted in different ways. You all have different gifts and abilities, and God wants you to use your gifts to help each other and encourage each other and help build community. Everybody's good at something. Do what you're good at. Discover that, how God created you, and contribute to, to creating this great community together. And then he warns them, but don't think you're better than other people. Just because you can do this and you're better at this than they are. Hey, listen, they're probably better at something that you're not so good at. So don't, don't get the big head and thinking you're better than everybody else because you're not. And then he talks about honoring each other. And, and before we read it together, let me also say, as within this entire series, it's true that even if you're not a Christian, you can apply this. Even if you're not a follower of Jesus, and you're not sure what you believe or whatever, this will work for you as well. And you might be surprised how it changes your life. And it might intrigue you to consider what else God has said that would change your life. But to Christians, and applies to everybody, this is what he says. After going through all of that, he says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Get this. Interesting that he writes to a group of Christians, followers of Jesus, don't just pretend to love others. Like Christians would do that? What? Yeah, I mean, not me and you, but it's been done, right? Pretend, don't just, have you ever pretended? Have you ever pretended to love someone you really didn't love them? Yeah, you have. I have too. In fact, I did it about 20 minutes. No, I'm just sorry. I think he's sitting over it, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we all have a tendency to fake it, right, when it comes to love. But interesting, he didn't say this. He said, don't just pretend to love each other. Just be honest and tee off on them. Just be honest and say, I don't like you. Get out of my face. No, that's not what he said, because a lot of times we do that, right? Well, I don't want to be fake. I'm just trying to be real, and I'm just trying to be honest. So, no. Don't pretend. Instead, really love them. Really love them. And he goes on and explains, love each other with genuine affection. Really love them. Genuine affection. 
Not this fake stuff. And then he says, and take delight, here we go, honoring one another. Take delight honoring each other. You honoring me, me honoring you, honoring each other. I love that phrase, take delight. You you know what he says? You know what he's saying there? Love each other in such a way because this is an act of love. This is what love requires of us. Okay, we're back to that again. Love each other in such a way that you get a kick out of honoring each other. You You just get a kick out of it. It just releases all kinds of endorphins and oxytocins and dopamines and serotonin. It's just all in there because you have decided to get a kick out of finding ways to honor each other. Wow. What would our world be like? What would our families be like? What would our church be like? What would your relationships be like if you found ways and made it a point just to get a kick out of honoring each other. If you consumed your time, if you consumed your energy. Now we know when we talk about honoring, we're talking about showing respect. We're talking about recognizing one another. But I want to help you understand that there's a difference in, in the way that the culture, the world often does this, and the way that we're called to do this. Let me show you. When it comes to honor, in our culture, in our world at large, Our culture is pre-wired to honor people because of something, because of a great accomplishment, because of a great achievement, because of great acts of love or great acts of service or wonderful acts of courage, because of what they've done. In our culture, you get honored because of your behavior, because of what you do. And if you don't do what you should do, or you do the opposite of what you should do, you have honor withheld from you, or even more, dishonor given to you. That's the way the culture operates. Now, let me just say this. It's very normal to think this way. It's natural to think this way. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, I'll go so far as to say we should do more of this, honoring people for their great acts of service and great acts of courage and great things that they've done. We should honor each other more than we do in this way because of all the great things that other people do around us. But we can't stop just there because that creates creates an issue. When you see honor as something that that you give someone because of what they've done, Realize it or not, you put yourself in the position of a judge in their life. And here's what that looks like. You're constantly sizing them up. Do they deserve this or not? Do they deserve honor or not? Have they earned it or not? Do they qualify for it or not? Now, it's a normal thing to think that way. It's a natural thing to think that way. But if that's all you see honor as, that's a problem because it puts you in a position of judge over that person in your life, that husband, that wife, that friend, that family member, The person you work with, you're constantly sizing them up. Well, they don't deserve it. Well, they haven't earned it. And you put yourself in a place of judge, and you can be very careful with that. And so while we should honor each other because of all the things we do for each other, in the family of Jesus, it goes to a deeper place. And I want to show you. In the family of Jesus, 
Honor is a just because thing. Not because you did this and because you did this, because when you stop doing this or stop doing that, then in the culture's mindset, no honor. When the family of Jesus, honor is a just because of who you are, not just because of what you've done. And you and I ought to be very grateful that that's the way it operates. Just because of who God created us to be. This goes all the way back to how God created us as man and woman in Genesis chapter one, we find the creation account. And in verse 27, we're told that God created human beings in his image which means that we were created with many God-like features, God-like similarities. Not the same, but similar. We have intellect, we have emotion, we have free will, just as God does, not to the extent that God does, obviously, but he has given us that. We are created in his image. And so based upon that alone, we should honor one another. Because we are image bearers of God, you are, I am, we all are. Even the person that is the most opposite of you, they're an image bearer of God. Now that image may be a little fuzzy, right? A little cloudy, but in the heart of who they are, to the core of who they were created to be, they were created in the image of God. That's why, side note, it's so sad when people don't live up to their God-given potential because they were created in the image of God with so much possibility. And so the idea is for us to discover and uncover all that that allows us to live and experience. But I should honor you and you should honor me and you should honor them, not because of this, that, this, that, and this and that, because that puts us in a place of a judge of, well, they don't deserve it. No, we should honor each other just because we are image bearers of the almighty God. And then when I honor you that way and you honor me that way and we honor each other that way, guess what happens? Then our honor for what we've done grows even greater because it begins at a deeper level just because of who they are. Now, this is challenging. This is hard. But you know, this is why we honor God. Do you know this is why we honor God? We honor God because of who he is, not because of all he's done. We honor God just because he's God. And when you are God, you deserve honor just because of who you are. Now, it's great to honor God for all of his blessings. It's great to honor God for all of his goodness. And there's so many things God has done for us more than you and I can imagine that we should give honor and respect and recognition to God. But it should begin based upon who he is. And it brings us to this truth right here. That honoring each other just because honors God. Now, I want you to think about that as we read this again. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them just because of who they are. Just because of who they are. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other just because of who they are just because of who they are. And when you and I honor each other that way, just because, you know what it does? It honors God. It honors God. I know what you're thinking. I think the same kind of things. Well, what if I don't like them? 
I have to honor them if I don't like them? What if I don't agree with them? What if we don't believe the same kinds of things? What if we just live totally different lives? What if we just don't get along? What if I don't like them? Well, when you're honoring each other according to the way the culture sees it, and it's because of certain things, then you would be dishonoring to that person, and that would be unfortunate, and that would be displeasing to God and dishonoring to each other. But when you and I learn to honor each other the way we've been called to honor each other, in the family of Jesus, just because, then even if you don't like them, agree with them, or you're not getting along, it doesn't change their value because of who they are. Even when you aren't getting along, you honor each other. Because it doesn't change the value of a person. It doesn't change their worth. It doesn't change the reason we should honor one another is because we are image bearers of God. And it's very important to note that honoring someone doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Please get that. Followers of Jesus, please get that. We can honor people who don't agree with us, who we don't agree with. We can treat them with love and respect and recognition because they were created in the image of God, even if we don't agree. Acceptance doesn't mean you have to agree. Because it goes to the depth and the core of who we are. Well, what if they don't deserve honor? Well, what if they haven't earned it? What if they're not worthy of it? Well, listen, I'm a human being, you're a human being, and um, it's hard for us. This makes it challenging for us. When people don't perform, when they don't behave, when they don't act as they should, it, it does make it hard because we're human. But even still, it doesn't change their value and it doesn't change their worth. They are created in the image of God and we should honor them in spite of of the things they do or don't do just because of who they are. Hard, isn't it? Because we have this culture where we treat people according to their performance and you get treated well if you do well and you get treated poorly if you do poorly. Now, yes, there, there is a time and a place for consequences to actions and all of that. I'm not disregarding any of that. I'm talking about fundamentally just to the depth of how we see each other and how we interact with each other. Let me, ask, let me put it to you like this. Maybe this will help. Do you really feel like you deserve, you fully deserve all of the good things that have come to you in your life? Do you really feel like you deserve all the honor that you've been given? Do you really feel like do you just have it coming to you? All the blessings and all the good stuff that has ever happened to you, it's because you've been that good. If you're honest, honest, then you would say no. Because that's what a blessing is, see. A blessing is something you don't deserve. It's what makes a blessing a blessing. You know what that's called? It's called grace. And you and I have been recipients of more grace than we could possibly fathom just because God loves us that much. Now, are there blessings God gives us because of our obedience to him? Yes, and none of that is discounted. But it all begins with who we are and who you are. And you and I should extend grace to those who don't deserve it, who are not worthy of it, 
because they are valuable creations of God, honoring each other just because honors God. You say, well, who's going to honor me? If I honor them, if I'm so focused on honoring other people, who's going who's to notice who I am? Who's going to notice what I've done? Who's going to honor me? It's a great question. Leave that to other people and leave that to God. I want to challenge all of us to lay down that initiative in our own lives, not take it on ourselves to bring honor to ourselves, but let other people do that. And in the family of Jesus, when this is working right, I'm honoring you and you're honoring me. I'm honored, you're honored, we're all honored because we're honoring each other. That's the beauty of it. And it's not self-focused and self-driven. Besides, never forget that God is the one that's keeping score. He doesn't miss anything and he will make sure honor is given where honor is due. And it begins not just because of what, not, not because of what we've done, but just because of who we are. This will be a great opportunity for me to highlight the fact that at the Summit Church, we want to do everything we can to honor you. We want to do everything we can to honor you as a human being created in the image of God, wherever you are on the spiritual journey, and we're all on a journey. We're all at different points in the journey, and we want to create an environment where everyone is honored at the point where they are and challenged to go to the next level. Here's what this means. At the Summit Church, you can belong before you believe or decide to become. We want to create an environment where people can belong before they believe. You can belong and be a part of this environment and find a place and identity and value before you believe what we believe. Before you decide that you believe. Now, we're never going to stop talking about what we believe, and I'm never going to stop challenging you to believe what we believe because what we believe is true and it's life-changing. So join us and believe it with us and trust Jesus with us. But you can belong here even if you've chosen not to believe yet. And you can belong here even when you don't become who it is you should become. Now, I'm never going to stop challenging you to become who God created you to be as an image bearer of God. I'm never going to stop challenging you and challenging me. We're going to challenge each other to become all God created us to become, but we're going to honor you and you have a place to belong before you believe or decide to become because we have been created in the image of God and we are fellow journeyers together. I'm not sure if that's the correct way to say it, we're all on the journey together. And honoring one another just because honors God and we think about it and we often talk about it and the dangerous thing is we often assume other people know it. That's why I want you to know this very clearly. That honor that is not shown is not known. You don't show it. Don't assume that they know it. Honor that is not shown is not known. I'm talking honor based upon who we are, not just what we do. And this is where it's going to get personal. Do the people in your life really know? I mean, like, really know that you honor them? Have they experienced the endorphins, the dopamine? And those chemicals as a part of you honoring them and them receiving honor from you. You ready? Think about your spouse. 
Do you honor them? Well, I mean, don't just think about it and don't just assume, do they know? Do they really know you honor them? I mean, after all, you said you would. I mean, this goes beyond just, you know, just a random person. This is someone you gave a promise to, I'm going to spend the rest of my life. It's what the vows are all about. I'm going to spend the rest of my life honoring you. Do they know? Well, yeah, they know. I told them. If I change my mind, I'll let them know. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, wife, does your husband know that you honor him? Don't assume. And I, I know, I know the frustrations. Well, he didn't, and he didn't, and he never, and he always, and yesterday, and, and so he ain't spoken in two days. Well, that's honoring. <laughs> he must be drowning in dopamine. Right? What would it look like to honor him just because you married the image of God? <laughs> well, you did. Hey, husbands, listen up. Do you honor her? Does she know you honor her? Because honor that is not shown, is not known. And don't assume she knows if you haven't shown her. You married the image of God. Not just because, well, she'd never and she always and she just won't and not ever, ever, you know, because, 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 because. That's the culture way, okay? The Jesus way is just because. How about those people you work with? What would it look like to go to work each day looking for ways to honor people. It's hard, isn't it? Because see, immediately our minds go to what they've done and what they've not done, whether or not they deserve it, whether or not they've earned it, whether or not we think they're worthy of it. What if you just laid all that aside and just because? How about that boss, that annoying boss? What about the person that would be most surprised that you are honoring them? What about them? Whoever that is. Maybe someone in your family. Maybe somebody you work with. Somebody in your neighborhood. The person that would be most shocked that you would communicate and show honor to them. What about them? Because see, here's the truth. Do you know that you can honor each other to the next level, but you will never shame each other to the next level? You can honor someone to a greater level of, of greatness and a higher level of excellence in their life. You can honor someone so much that it calls them up to want to do better and be better so that even that part of honoring them gets better. You'll never shame someone or isolate someone or give someone this cold shoulder to the point that they just decide, you know what? I'm going to live a life worthy of honor now. No. And you, you and I, you, you got to be aware of our yeah buts. Yeah, I hear you, but you don't know them. Yeah, I hear you, but I tried that. Yeah, I hear you, but you just, you just don't understand. Lay all that aside. Who do you need to honor and how do you need to show them honor? Don't assume they know. Don't just talk about it. Don't just pray about it. Actually put some action steps in place and honor them.
have a conversation. I don't know what you need to say, but I bet you got a pretty good idea. Send the email just to them. Okay? Send the text just to them. Spare everyone else. Have a face-to-face sit-down moment where you say, you know what? I want you to know how much I honor you. And you may have to apologize for not showing them because honor that's not shown is not known. You may have to admit, I can understand why you may feel dishonored by me because of how I've treated you. But I want you to know that I love you and because I love you, I honor you. Not because of anything you've done for me. And I'm going to do a better job of showing you how much I honor you. I'm telling you what, if you, if you do that and then back it up with action, I got to tell you, I believe honor is going to come right back your way. And then we will begin to experience this honoring each other effect. And it'll blow your mind. Hey, here's, here's something. Why don't you take it to social media? I mean, within reason. You know what's interesting is that we often use social media to honor ourselves. Look at me, look at me, this is what I did, this is what I ate. Look how much, you know, how much weight I can lift. Look how much weight I've lost. You know, that's why we call it selfies, you know. (laughs) You know, all that stuff, you know. I've seen grown men take selfies in the bathroom. You ought to be ashamed of your stinking self. You ought to lose your phone privileges forever. Selfies. Selfie this, selfie that. You, you, you know, what, what, if we, what if we took pictures of other people and honored them? Maybe call them Yui's or Themies. I don't know. Maybe it'll catch on. Probably not. Probably not. Do you see what I'm saying? Come on, guys. You, you, you get this. Imagine with me. If we got up each day trying to figure out ways to honor each other and communicate honor to one another in ways that people feel honored. Because honoring each other just because you are an image bearer of God not because you make me happy, not because you do what I ask, not because you've done nice things for me, but just because you're an image bearer of the almighty God of heaven and earth. Honoring each other just because honors God. And you know what else? It'll change you. And it'll change them. And it'll change the dynamic of your relationship. And it'll change the dynamic of our community. And it's what our culture that is pre-wired and hardwired just to think about performance and behavior. And they're constantly judging and sizing up who deserves it and who doesn't. It will impact our culture in such a way it'll change them when they begin to see us honor each other just because. And it'll create the kind of environment and the kind of community that they desperately want to be a part of so that they too will be transformed by the love of Jesus that drives us all and requires us all and strengthens us all to simply honor one another just because. Who do you need to honor? And how 
do you need to honor them? Let me pray for you. And as I do, I want you to be thinking about that person. You got at least one that they're so difficult to honor or maybe someone that maybe they're not difficult to honor, but maybe you've just assumed that they know. Honor is not shown, is not known. So as I pray for you and pray for us, you pray for yourself that God would help you know who to honor and how to honor them and then do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the simple, clear challenge to honor each other. And thank you for giving us a beautiful example of what that looks like. Thank you for showing us grace because of your love, not because of our goodness, not because of everything that we've earned, but in spite of the things that we've done often. And may we take that same type of attitude and point it to each other. In a world that is so focused on performance, may we be focused on the heart how you've created us as bearers of the image of God. And may we honor each other to a greater level of greatness and excellence and greater ways of honoring you just because. And may we start in our marriage and in our family and take it to work with us and help us to get up each day thinking, how can I honor those in my life? How can I honor those in my life that I say I love? Because it is what love requires of me and us, and this church, and may it transform us from the inside out and transform the culture around us that so desperately needs to see what it looks like for people to honor each other just because. In Jesus' name, amen.